Welcome to a special episode of Today on Broadway. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. And I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. We are back together going three wide on this very special episode to talk about the new film version of the off-Broadway smash in and of itself from writer and creator Derek Delgadio. It is now available to stream on Hulu. As many of you will remember, before this show came uh, to the Daryl Roth Theater in New York, it had a sold-out run at the Gaffin Playhouse in Los Angeles and then ran for over two years in New York. It was originally supposed to be a two- to three-month run, but because of demand, kept getting extended until it finally closed in August of 2018. Now, this was released on Hulu on Friday, and there have been some uh, fantastic reviews of it, and we will have a link to a bunch of the reviews. Most of them have been very, very positive, um, and mm-hmm. except for a few. Ashley, you ran into one who, which <laughs> critic will remain yeah. nameless, yeah. Um, didn't appreciate it as much to kind of give a little balance to the conversation. Yeah, sure. Why not? Balance. Balance cynicism, however you want to. So so the, the, the review it. you read was a little more cynical than you thought was warranted. Yeah, I would I would say I would say it was cynical for um, any any theater production that has been raved about by literally every other person so okay. far. So I, I, I we have not really discussed this amongst the three of us. So we're kind of coming yeah. into this on our feelings mostly blind. I'm going to rave about it. Actually, I think you're going to rave about it, Grace. I have no idea yeah. what you're going to do, but. <laughs> there, there is at least one theater critic for a major New York publication uh, that did not rave about it, but mm. that you will leave that to you to find yeah. out. But <laughs> I do want to mention before we get into this, um, I did interview Derek Delgadio back in uh, June of, of 2018. I interviewed him literally 15 minutes after the show ended. I talked to him in the basement. Uh, of the Daryl Roth Theater. If you listen to this, and of course we'll have a link in the show That's... notes. I I don't know how to form words for the first <laughs> ten minutes uh, of the episode in the That's interview. That's literally so impressive to me, having just watched this for I, the first time mind, a couple hours ago. I had to continually put my brain back into my head because it was completely and utterly blown by the time I saw this. So, <laughs> what we're going to do here, because this is impossible to talk about Without spoiling things. So what we're going to do at the top is we're just exactly. going to talk yeah. about like our general non-spoilery feelings. Then we're going to take a pause. Then we're going to come back and get all into all of the spoilery stuff. So, mm. Ashley, you've kind of said where you stand. We're going to come back to you. But, cool. Grace, we don't. I don't know how you felt about this. So what did you think non-spoiler edition of Derek Delgadio's yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, so um, I love when people film theater for people to experience, and they did that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I was not <laughs> expecting right. that. I was expecting a little more. Okay, but I, I don't, that makes me more intrigued. That's all we I, can do for now. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. I was a little worried. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm confused and perplexed I'm not and nervous. Go, I'm not going to go that vague. Yeah. Yeah, you can I've be a little more specific. So, Ashley, just like in a nutshell, what did you feel about what you watched on on Hulu? Well, I've already said it in 
uh, well, not Monday's today on Broadway episode. I have no idea when this is running, assuming like Tuesday, but who knows that I was not expecting a show to make me cry this much. Uh, I thought it was real. I am not an illusionist uh, mentalist fan. Usually I thought this was really exceptionally told and well done. Yeah. That says that's as unspoilery as I can get. <laughs> yeah, well, when I talked to Derek, like one of my first questions was like, "What is this?" Like, it's like it, it's kind of marketed yeah. as like a magic show and an illusion and mentalist show, like you said. But it's which not is why that. I didn't go to see it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> like, that's how it's marketed, and like you go in expecting that, which we see on Broadway and off Broadway all the time. But it's really more one man show um you know there's there's is still obviously those elements of of um you know the the illusion and the mentalist and the sleight of hand and all those things but it's it's yeah. a storytelling thing there is audience participation um there is audience involvement and it feels much more i told him when i, I talked to him it felt like a shared cathartic experience and i don't know I didn't know going in how that would translate to the screen because, uh, you know, it's different to be sitting in a two, three hundred seat theater and experience that and then to watch yeah. it on TV. Because what Derek says is, and this isn't, I don't think this is spoilery, but he says that it's an examination of self and who you are to yourself versus who you are to everybody else around you and how what you think about yourself influences how other people see you and vice versa, how other people see you impacts how you see yourself. And, um, and he, when he was explaining the title to me in and of itself, he said, the reason he called it that is because the show is in and of itself. Like you can't describe it like in any other way. Like I struggle to describe it. He's, I, yeah. He struggled to describe it. So the show is just the show and it defies uh, explanation. And it's um, really, really touching and moving, uh, but also mind blowing. Like I just, I, I have been doing some detective work on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm sorry. I did. I, 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 oh I yeah. <laughs> I was like, Hmm, I gotta know we'll what get this to that. is. Yeah. We'll, I, I want to know. <laughs> I will explain all of that in the spoilery section, but uh, we're going to take a real quick break. We're going to send it over to James who has details on our sponsor for this week. Audible.com. Uh, take it away, James. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor to Broadway Radio, Audible. As you probably know, Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, languages, business, motivation, and now podcasts. We have highlighted Audible's work a number of times on Broadway Radio, and as a listener to Broadway Radio, you know that Audible has been supporting the development of new works through their Audible Theater Initiative. So I think that the combination of Broadway Radio listeners and Audible Plus is a perfect match. With Audible Plus, you get full access to the Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands and thousands of select originals, audiobooks, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of popular shows, as well as exclusive series. Want to listen to Jake Gyllenhaal and Tom Sturridge in Seawall A Life? Audible Plus. How about Certain Women of an Age by Margaret Trudeau? Audible Plus. And The Half-Life of Marie Curie by Lauren Gunderson. 
narrated by Kate Mulgrew and Francesca Faradani. Audible Plus, and there's so much more. Audible Plus connects you to a ton of content that entertains, inspires, and informs. It's easy to find just the right listen, whether it's comedy, romance, suspense, true crime, science fiction, or fitness and wellness. You can even squeeze in a workout or guided meditation without having to go to the gym or a class. Visit audible.com slash Broadway Radio or text Broadway Radio, all one word, lowercase, to 500 500 to start your free 30-day trial. We'd like to thank Audible for sponsoring Broadway Radio. Thank you, James. Of course, everyone head over to audible.com slash Broadway Radio to take advantage of that deal. All right. We are now in the spoilery discussion section uh, of this review roundtable. Grace, I'm going to leave it to you because you basically said they did this. This is a thing. (laughs) You said nothing. Um, And I'm a little nervous because I don't know if that means you liked it or you didn't like it. So now that you can talk freely, explain your thoughts on in and of itself. Oh, God. Um, I'm about to get kicked off the show, you guys. And I just want to say I love you both. (laughs) (laughs) So much. Um, Let's just let, let me put this out there. I fully recognize that I am hypercritical of solo pieces mm. because I do that. Right. And I love that art form so much. I, I love the bad ones. I love the good ones. And I, I, I love studying storytelling. So let me just go ahead and say, I know that I am that person. Um, so I didn't look up anything about the show before watching this because yeah, I, again, like, you know, Ashley was saying, like, you know, looking stuff up about this type of thing, uh, duh, spoilers. And then also I did, I, if I don't know anything about it, I don't want to know about the critical response right, because then right. it will help form something. Right. Um, but we did kind of know that Matt liked this. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, Oh, go ahead and um, say it. Go ahead and say it. I'm not going to dislike you for having bad taste. Oh my god! So I have incredible nice. taste. Number one, um, I can pick a cheese plate really, out better it, than anybody. It was really nice to I, have you here. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been fun, and here's my corpse. Um, here's here's the thing. I really I love sleight of hand. I really do, and I think he's incredible at it. I love watching sleight of hand. Like literally. When my husband proposed to me, he was like, yeah, I was going to do like some card tricks. And I was like, that would have been great. Why did you have an NBC three camera turnout for this? Like, why did you have like a a pro (laughs) shot done of our thing? Like, why magic? Um, See, now now I'm once again worried about your taste, if that's how you wanted to (laughs) propose to, I've got to say. I thought it was amazing. I think, I think. Put the engagement <laughs> ring under cards and do a little three card money to Ugh. see if you can uh, get the ring. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. I I thought that the the masterfulness of his magician work is there's no question he's amazing, um, and and that would have been a, a great show. Um, also, the storytelling, um, the way that these two formed together, in my opinion, was not successful, and I. There were opportunities to me, like where, you know, he's telling this story about his mother, which is incredibly upsetting uh, to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically, and again, to me, um, looks at the audience being like, 
And that was hurtful. And I'm like, well, no shit. Like you, <laughs> like he was, <laughs> there were so many opportunities where he's literally telling us how upsetting this thing is or like, and now there's no way for you to look at this brick without thinking about that. Actually, you don't have to tell me that I'm a smart audience member. You don't have to say that. Um, but he did. And so I was like, okay, come on. Like that's, you don't have to tell me every single thing. And so he told me every single thing the whole time. And that got really frustrating for well, you know, me. You know what's interesting about that is because I actually have a note in my notes that says it's really interesting that he doesn't explain anything in this show. Now, what I meant was mm. what I meant was mm. not the storytelling aspects, but the magic aspects. So, right. you know, because when he's and I was so grateful for that because yeah. again, I I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not that person. Well, it's that like he doesn't want, that wants to see a illusion shows but i absolutely want to know how things were done and i was so happy (laughs) to not know well it was less about not like he's no magician is going to explain their tricks in their show but what i mean is like he didn't explain like here's my trick when he was doing the shuffling trick like he didn't really explain what he was doing through that when he threw when he was talking that brick you were talking about eventually spoiler um, he makes the brick disappear. But what he does multiple times before that is he throws the brick on the ground. He bangs it on the desk. So you hear that it's a real brick. And so, like, I appreciated on the mm-hmm. magic side of things mm-hmm. that he wasn't being like, and now I'm going to make this brick disappear and see here. It's a real brick here. Call an audience member up. It's a real brick. Mm-hmm. He was doing it more subtly. And and I appreciated that from the magic side. I do uh, agree and understand what you're saying on the storytelling yeah. side. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Um that that was a little overwrought, but I felt like that fit into the emotional feel of the show. Actually, I felt like that yeah. was part of the way he was telling this story that appeared to be very personal to him. Yeah. And I do want to say like, as far, I, I definitely agree with grace to like a limit. Like, I think the two joined together as far as storytelling and illusion goes. I think that also speaks, you know, less to the show and more to the storyteller. I think he's just like an incredibly earnest storyteller. And if that's not your thing, as far as like, that's what you're going to see on show and shows, none of his shows are going to be any different. Like, that's just what you kind of come to expect. What I had a mixed reaction as far as like, in talking about like how emotional the show was, uh, you would have like these shots, like these for the big reveals. Um, I imagine you're getting a very different experience that you're getting in the theater because you sure. can't see everyone's faces as they react. And therefore like their reaction causes reaction. So it's reaction on a reaction, reaction on a or on Thank reaction. You Chuck Thank you for uh, that slip <laughs> of the time. Chuck. Yeah. Right. Thank you. <laughs> so you'll see like Tim Gunn crying in the audience. And yeah. then Thank you. Crying. That was Tim Gunn. Yes, oh my it God. was. Hold on. It was hold very on. Let's, startling. Let's get back to that. Not only was Tim Gunn in the audience, Bill, Bill Gates, Gates, Alex Lackamore, yeah. Questlove, Will yeah. Hockman, Larry Wilmore, Larry Larry Wilmore, Wilmore was in there. He yeah, saw like, it three times. I read an article after that. He saw really? it three times. I read a laundry list of celebs that they got to see this, which is why it got to run so long, which is another thing that I have about like solo shows. This is how mm. they get things to run for forever long time is because they get all these celebrities and yeah. Neil Patrick Harris helped like fund it and the Colbert's and that's it. Like, was, I was going to say it was produced by oh, the Colbert's. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris yeah. produced the, uh, the stage LA. run. The Colbert's produced yeah. the filmed version. 
That's the thing. Like you're less reacting to the reveal of these things and you're reacting to what you're seeing in front of you as far as like, here's this audience member crying. I'm, I'm okay with it here because this was like all one big exercise on identity and empathy. Yeah. And let's talk about some of those big reveals when it comes to, to empathy. The first one is this, I guess, trick where, okay. So let me explain this. When you walk into the theater at the Daryl Roth Theater, there's this huge wall of these little tags that's that all say I am. And then underneath it has a word description. I mean, there were hundreds, if not a thousand of them on this wall. And we're all- in a really unique position here because I'm like, I first of all, I've been really excited to hear what you've had to say about like this mm-hmm. translating to film. But also like this right. is such a unique show for only one of us to have seen in person. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> right. So you walk in and you're told, grab one of the cards that you think identifies yourself and then hand it to the usher stage manager, whatever it is, um, before you walk in. They tear the tag off that says I am and give it back to you. They keep the descriptor and put it in a pile. And in the show, you see them put it on a table um, with a light on it that Derek will use later. So that's the first part of it. At one point in the show, Derek pool actually I think has an audience member pull one of the cards out, one of the descriptor right. cards, and then he calls that person up on stage. And then through a kind of a rigmarole climbing up to something on the set, he pulls a bunch of letters out of this um of this little window and hands them to this person that has been called up on stage and says, pick one of these letters. And the person then picks one of the letters, gives the other ones back to Derek, and then um, proceeds to open it and read it. And it is, in fact, a letter to that person that had been called up on stage. Now, here's the thing that I was doing some investigating on, because the fact that I have holy forking shirt balls in my notes (laughs) is is because the letter recipient that I saw at the Daryl Roth Theater was in this film. It was it was the Russian dad with like the striped shirt. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, I know that guy before he started talking. And then he was like Russian. I was like, holy shit, that is my guy. So I texted my friend Kelsey, who I went to see the show with. She's like, yes, that's him. I've been waiting for you to watch this so we could talk about this. (laughs) And then that got my mind turning. I saw this show on June 24th of, of 2018. I know that. The filming probably, I mean, I know the filming was after that because we see journal entries. I guess maybe it didn't have to be after that, but um, it looked like it was around that time because of people were wearing summery type clothes. Um, so I wanted to know, is it possible that those letter recipients were actually actors and plants? Yes. That, well, hold, well, hold on. Duh! I, yes, It of was course. all, okay, sorry, sorry. No, hold on. What I meant was, could I prove that they were. Um, so I asked people online oh, to, to DM me and let me know when they saw the show and if their person um, that got the letter was in the the Hulu film version. Uh, I had about eight or nine people who saw the show at varying times, but multiple people who saw mm. it within two weeks of me and none of their people ended up on uh, the filmed version. So mm. they do show a I didn't count, but probably about 10 to 12 different people opening their letters. Um, and of course, like you said, Grace, of course, there's there's some 
I don't know, some hijinks going on in, in all of that stuff. But I couldn't prove it. And that frustrated the hell out of me because I was like, <laughs> if there's a bunch of these, like I knew at the time, like, OK, this has to be something. Maybe the person who picked it out didn't even look at the card and he just said or it didn't matter. It was a card that only that, per- you know, whatever. Um, but it's still nonetheless, the fact that that happened, like it still gave me goosebumps watching it because even if it was acting, the acting was really good. Like these letters that these people were reading were still incredibly personal. And uh, I've said before, I am a I am a sentimental and sympathetic crier. So I was mm-hmm. crying once again, uh, like I did in the theater, and then seeing the guy that I saw on screen crying again, and then all of the other ones added on to I was I was a blubbering mess last night, Ashley. I mean, that's the thing, and it's, you know, regardless of if they were actors or not, which they were, uh, but regardless, this is kind of like the same situation of like those bullshit psychic shows where. John Edwards. <laughs> yes. I couldn't remember and or care what his name was. So thank you. It's it clearly the people who are there and watching it and reacting to it need it. Yeah. So regardless of how the if they are actors and if you know it is a trick, which it is, the rest of the people there are relating to it in some way. And I think that's the point. I yeah. think the the fact that this is all, again, an exercise on empathy and identity and like how people are seeing you and how you're seeing yourself and who you want to be seen as, even if that's not who is actually coming out in your life. I think I, that's all the points there. Yeah, he was giving me major youth pastor vibes as the second he walked out. <laughs> um, like the second he, he walked out, I was like, pastor, for sure. very youth pastor, very pretentious. And I was just like, oh, this is church. And it did not fail me. Um, I was correct. Like literally the the set of the of the whole piece reminded me of a Disciple Now set from Rockbridge Community oh Church from 2004. <laughs> and um, the, and by the way, the magic with that whole bit can oh, yeah. we've we've got to say we'll how incredibly that. beautiful yeah. that was yeah. yeah so here's the last thing i want to talk about this letter thing so at the beginning of the show he meant he asks there's this bit where he sends somebody out of the show and they come back to the next show but when he was talking to mm-hmm. one of the people before he sent them out he asks if they saw the elephant and she says, no, you talked about an elephant, but I didn't see one. She's like, do you mean literally see one? He's like, yes, literally see an With elephant. With your own eyes. With your own yeah. eyes. Did you see it on stage? So I will ask you, Ashley and Grace, did either of you see the elephant? No. No, I just saw the six bullet chamber right. situation. But right. I, I, no, I didn't. Okay, so I did not see the elephant when I saw it in in person. I saw the elephant last night when I was watching it on Hulu. Ooh. And so here's the thing. See, and you know what? When he when he asked that, I was like, "This is a situation where I'm going to have to be fucking looking." It's a Chekhov's oh gun I, kind I, of thing. I, don't know if I swear it on an episode. That's oh. uh... <laughs> yeah, no, you're allowed. Yeah. You're allowed. Yeah. Um, and and it's actually what was that? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get be in so much trouble. Trouble. Oliver, my yeah. friend Oliver, produced um, a magic show on Broadway last year that I went and saw. And it was great. Darren Brown. Yeah, uh, Darren Brown. Um, and he actually does the exact same thing. He says like this thing, like someone in an, uh, I think it was a monkey suit, is going to come out in here. You're not going to see it. And of course, <laughs> but happened. Anyway, so the elephant 
if there's this one after this whole letter thing happens, the six chambers, as Grace described on the set, all light up. The letters that like the the mailbox window where there were letters mm-hmm. with the light backlighting the letters <gasps> is in the shape of an elephant. Oh, yes, That's such a good Easter egg. It's a great Easter egg <laughs> because he also tells this story about people. Um, blind people coming across an elephant and they can only feel part of it. And so as they're telling everybody else, all their friends about the parts they're feeling, they don't know the whole picture of what they're actually seeing. That to me was almost him saying, you don't know what just happened in front of you. You don't know what, what is actually happening in front of you. You don't know all of the details that go into it. This whole thing was you've something been told, you've been told what to see and feel exactly. or what not to see or feel. Exactly. So which is the situation about the brick too, to yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with that is that, you know, him telling you over and over again, like, oh, this is sad. Oh, you're only going to be able to see the brick <laughs> yeah. this way is that he's, he's assigning an identity to the brick, which is what, you know, is happening with people, which is happening yeah. with himself, which is happening, you know, with him being what was it, the rulatista? Rulatista, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a is a maxinista. ongoing no maxinista, yeah. 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 Well, maxinista is actually the <laughs> nickname <laughs> of a character on General Hospital, Maxi Jones. Oh, well, her, of course, her ex, her, her ex lover. Uh, yeah, God ex, yeah. Anyway. Um, the thing with the brick is that this is a real brick. We hear it drop. He puts it on the table, covers it in cards, and then blows the cards away, and the brick has disappeared. He tells, he lets people in the audience, maybe plants, maybe not, um, pick an avenue and a street in New York City and they, and says, go to that corner and that brick will be there. Nobody else will pay attention to it, but it'll be there. And it's a gold brick, so you can pick it out. I did not do that because of my, Ashley, as you know, my incredibly tight theater-going schedule. I don't have time to go on scavenger hunts. Sure. Um, but <laughs> my friend Kelsey, who I went with, found – didn't she didn't go to it herself, but I, the next day she sent me, like, social media posts so that she was able to find on Twitter, mm-hmm. like – this was here. And of course, somebody runs it out there during the show. Of I was course. Say, that's but, an incredibly easy yeah, thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, thank you to that intern for killing this marketing. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I it, was such, it was such a good. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Run. Oh, yeah, totally. And they're like, hey, 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 this is where it's going to go. And you've got 20 minutes. Like, you yeah, know, exactly. I was just take a, take a that, city bike for a minute. Oh, take yeah. a city bike to <laughs> Avenue A and Third. Yeah. Um, but that was a cool, I mean, I, again, like to me, it's not necessarily about whether it's, my, I, I, I think everybody knows I am not a religious person. I do not, yeah. I'm, I, I'm an anti spiritual. I don't believe in anything, basically. So I don't think it's actually <laughs> magic. Believe in yourself, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, like those little details to me are cool. Like I just mm-hmm. love the fact that you could sure. go and see that and they show a bunch of social media videos of people seeing the brick, but, um, all right, let's talk about two more of the quote unquote tricks. Mm. Um, the, the, the next one that we're going to talk about is the big one. Um, and that has to do with those cards that people turned in that they picked off the wall. Uh, towards the end of the show, he says, if you took that seriously and picked out something that you think really describes you, I want you to stand up. I will tell you. 
I did not stand up. I uh, absolutely. It was <laughs> the <laughs> only, only question I had for this no, entire of episode. Not. Of course uh, not. Like, I first of all, there's no way Matt participated. Second of all, but I have to know. I don't even remember what I picked, but I do remember that <laughs> I, I was very conflicted on what to pick. Like, I didn't know... I, I didn't know. Like everything felt weird. I, I I don't like defining myself. I don't like talking about myself. But See? It, uh, See? Yeah. 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 So I didn't do it. Um. But my friend who I mentioned, Kelsey, she did it. She stood up. And what he does is, is he goes through the audience and through a very painstaking process. It seems to drain him of all energy. Um. He goes through and says what your card was or he says you know thank you for being a leader if that if you picked a leader card um mm. or whatever and then he asks you to sit down um if, if he got it right and of course everybody always sits down and he gets everyone right. right of course um he clearly didn't memorize them he doesn't know anything i mean it's so if we're gonna go uh grace's incredibly cynical route and say he probably had somebody feeding them to him in his in an earpiece or something (laughs) of course that's probably what happened but for those of us who like to suspend our disbelief when we are in a theater and don't feel Mm. the need to ruin everybody's fun and emotions it is very (laughs) it is it's very impactful because I'm, I'm, i'm really sorry grace but also not it's all right um we it's not that is the point of the show though the whole point is is that he wants to to make uh this statement on people's identity and who they are and who they think they are and who other people think they are and he wants to make the point that who you think of yourself to be um is more important than what other people think about you um so it worked for me of course um you know, you can, you can assume what strings are pulling what wires and all of that stuff. Um, but it just, it just hit. Ashley, I'm going to come to you because I know, I I think it worked for you. Mm. But before we do that, I'm going to give Grace to tell me, um, why she (laughs) is Ebenezer Scrooge and has no heart and this didn't impact her. By the way, can I just say, I haven't said anything about this bit. (laughs) I know, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Anything. Um, no, that was fun. That was fun. No, no, I I like it because, okay, (laughs) let me, well, let me say this. The whole thing that worked for me about that part of the show was the fact that like we got to see people's experience so well. And like the reason that I've like put off watching Disney Plus's Hamilton is because every time I see clips, I see like part of Leslie Odom's like uh, skin and like uh, sweat and and I'm like oh I didn't get to see Carter that when skin. I was like <laughs> when I burn on his forehead skin that sounds weird um coming out of my mouth but <laughs> the thing is is that like I loved watching the show last night in and of itself because I felt like an audience member and watching the human experiences that were happening made that part execute so incredibly well so i i thoroughly enjoyed that part because the best parts of that show for me the whole time were the people and so and not derek um gal Gadot. so like i i loved watching the people for sure yeah. all right ashley um i let grace go first because i thought she was not gonna like it and she ended up kind of actually liking this part um but is this the part that made you uh, weep openly while in your bathtub. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just standard for me. Weeping openly in my bathtub. Yeah, it was certainly that was definitely one of the biggest parts. I would say that was uh, the biggest part that I was crying about. Again, I think it's a situation where 
this is the emotion and the people are the point of the show. Like, obviously this is a one man show and it's performance art in that way. I mean, you know, separating it completely from, you know, him being an illusionist or youth pastor or whatever. This is, this is still a piece of performance art, but the people are like the, the people are the subject and the point of the show. So this is, was obviously the most natural conclusion for the way for the show to end. And then you see, the faces of all these uh, all the audience members you know celebrity or not and how they were reacting to this and you know that's that's what i got out of it more than anything else more than more than his personal stories more than anything any of the sleight of hand and that's what he was aiming for that's what you took from it what i took from it was the fact that Bill Gates openly calls himself a leader. Like, have some humility, dude. <laughs> like, it was, that was a little awkward. Although, and I said, no one that I talked to in my research said that they had their letter recipient um, in the film. But I did talk huh. to somebody who was in the audience with Bill Gates. So, oh, interesting. That actually happened. But seriously, like, interesting. If, if you know you're the richest <laughs> man in leader. the world at the time, like, don't pick leader. Like, it could have been worse. You could have been like philanthropist. Oh yeah, or or, like, or a really humble guy. Yeah, or microtrip and planter or something. Yeah, exactly. So that was a little awkward. I just that was weird to me. But uh, all right, so let's wrap this up uh, talking about Grace. I think the thing that you were talking about was the very last like effect, the button of the show being a super cool trick, right? Oh yeah, um, the way the set transforms yes. um, was such. I love it was a it was a classic case of like, you know, misdirection. So, you know, totally. the lights kind of dim and yeah. we're like, OK, you know, something's going down because we're focused on him. And then the reveal. I love when you can hear an audience gasp. And I got to hear that last night. Right. And that felt beautiful. And that yeah. felt good. And um, I enjoy those kinds of payoffs. Yeah. And so what it is, is throughout the show, we talked about the rule of Tista. It start, he opens the show talking about this guy who played. Russian roulette. And as you realize, the set has six different, for lack of a better word, chambers. And they're the main, like they all fit into the main stories that he talks about. And you see him, he goes up and interacts with them. Like he pulls things out of them. He puts things in them. They yeah. are actual windows in the set. But during the time when he is out in the audience talking to people about what their cards were, something clearly happens because as he's walking back towards the set, he says his last line, the lights go down, but those windows on the back set fall down and mm. reveal a blank wooden wall. So it's like, what in the absolute fuck is going on here? Again, <laughs> clearly, I know it's a, it's a, it's a bit, but uh, it just, it just again made you think about what did I see and why did I see it? I, I want to wrap it up just with two quick things um, and kind of talk about the differences between the filmed version and the live version. Um, in yeah. the filmed version, there were like home movie clips from Derek growing yeah. up. Mm -hmm. There were like drawings and cartoons. There was right. some narration added. None of that stuff was in the live show. That's what I was going to ask. And I assumed yeah. as much. And I thought it was especially the drawings themselves. Yeah, those were good. Was mm -hmm. a really nice touch. Yeah. yeah. But what, you did see during the sleight of hand thing and the cards over the brick trick, um, there was a camera from above. So you mm -hmm. saw 
his hands do mm-hmm. everything okay. from your seat in the audience. But then a camera over top was projected onto that wall so you could see every move from multiple angles, uh, so to speak. So I think that's a really interesting way um, because the person in the very back of the Daryl Roth Theater doesn't have nearly as close of a view as you do sure. watching it on Hulu. Uh, so they did make accommodations for that. But um all right, I, this was a spirited discussion. We learned something about yeah. Grace. She has now <laughs> been indoctrinated into the fire that is today on Broadway. Ashley and I have disagreed many times over the years yeah. doing oh, this yeah. show. So yeah. um, that is nothing bad. Um, I mean, it lessens my opinion of you, but not to a point yeah. where we're going li- to get you we off the from, show. We went from actual friends to, you know. <laughs> work friends. Number one, uh, I'm colleagues. a national treasure. Second <laughs> of all, you know what? It's nice to have variety. <laughs> if, if you guys had tuned in and all three of us were beating our meat to this show, you right. would be bored. And <laughs> here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Great. Beating our meat. Great. Well done. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the previous roundtables we've done um, uh, for the prom and for Ma Rainey and for One Night in Miami, we all felt the same way. So it was about yeah, time. We're all happy that we, Yeah, we all. We, it was about yeah. time we had some disagreement. So, all right, everybody, we're going to leave you there. That is all that we have for today. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Know the this is Ashley. Grace? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Grace Aki-chan or on Instagram at Gracie Aki. And don't forget, you guys need to follow the Broadway radio, Twitter, and Instagram. It's coming yeah. up. Yeah, Grace runs those. That's why she's plugging Oh, wow. It. Wow. So, Shocking yeah, news. She's taking that over. <laughs> um, also, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. I don't know if there's any other releases coming up soon um, of things uh, theatrically related. So... If there is not some- as far as big streaming yeah, things, I don't yeah. think. But if there is any big streaming thing that you all would like us to cover and do a roundtable review on, why don't you head over to one of our social media platforms and tell Grace what you want to see us do, um, and we will take <laughs> that under advisement. But only if you actually follow us. Obviously, Ooh. obviously, obviously. Yeah, the only, balls in we your court. We only listener. listen to our. We only listen to our followers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't say Patreon. I, mean, I could have said just go to Patreon and tell us, but I wanted yeah. to make this a little bit more uh, accessible. But also, in addition to Patreon, don't forget to head over to our sponsor for this week, audible.com at audible.com slash Broadway Radio. All right, everybody. I don't know if we're going to be back tomorrow or not because I don't know when this is coming out, but no matter what day it is, you can always guarantee that there will be something good in your ear holes from Broadway Radio coming up soon. So have a wonderful day and we will be back to talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.